Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Wow. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. It's it's beautiful. Wow. If Chantel can remember the message, then you and I have no reason not to remember the messages. Yeah. Hallelujah. Titus 2:11 and 12. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto us, uh, teaching us to flee ungodliness and youthful lust. That's the scripture Chantel remembered. Yeah. Yeah. We should live soberly and righteously and godly. Too powerful. Wow. Lift your hands. Let us pray, Father. Thanks a million for your word, your presence. And this wonderful opportunity to share fellowship. Speak to us in a way that we'll understand. Holy Spirit, minister to us in clarity with power. Help us to receive with faith the pure and engrafted way which is able to save our souls. We give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated, please. Wow. It's amazing. Isn't it? It's amazing. I, I, I was sitting at home. I was missing Joel so much. I wanted to come and watch Joel. You know, Joel. You see, Joel has changed now. She's getting, she's being proposed to. And you don't want to change. You see how rough Joel was in the beginning. Now somebody is going to propose to her. If you change, somebody will propose to you. Say amen. amen. Wonderful. Well, we want to continue our beautiful series on backsliding, description causes, and symptoms. All right? Proverbs 26 verse 11. Proverbs 26 verse 11. Bible says, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool to its, to his folly. Is that not so? Proverbs twenty six eleven. Today I just serve you small. Yeah. As a dog returned to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. Hallelujah. Last week I showed you one description of backsliding, which is returning to your vomit. Or returning to your folly. Hallelujah. Basically what the Bible is saying is that. Going back to something that you have left behind. That is the description of backsliding. And we all don't like puke. Yeah. When you see puke it can even spoil your day. 
Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, when, when somebody backslides, this is how God sees the person. As a dog that has returned to its vomit. Hallelujah. Yeah, I told you. Did I tell you the story of some guys who were eating? They had made food. Four guys. They had made food. Are you the group? Yeah, they had made food to eat. Pastor Zos. And just when they were about to start eating the food, one of them spat into the food. Yeah, one of them just spat into the food. Then he stared it. Then the other four, they were all puzzled. They were there. I mean, they didn't know what to do. Then one by one, they all spat into the food. One, then they also stared it. Then nobody could eat the food. Yeah, nobody could eat the food. Now, as horrible as that sounds, that is how it looks. That's just spittle. Do you get it? Which you swallow in your mouth all the time. But that's just spittle. How much more puke do you get? How much more vomit? But that's how disgusting backsliding is. So it should be your dream that you will never backslide. And you will never fall away. In Matthew 20. 20 what? 24, the scripture that they put up in the beginning. The Bible says that because iniquity shall abound, many shall fall away. Hallelujah. One of the things that will happen in the end is, is sin will increase. And how many of you can see that sin is increasing currently? Even the types of sins that are going on, exotic. Yeah, very exotic very stylish, very um, classic, unbelievable sins. I mean, every type of sin that we know of or is in the Bible is like currently it has been taken to World Cup. Yeah, taken to World Cup. Now, even when you see people, you don't know what you are seeing. Do you get it? The Bible says sin will increase. And the effect of sins, the increase of sin is that many people's, many people's love will wax cold. Or other version says, many shall fall away. But the Bible says that, but he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Hallelujah. Let's look at Matthew 22.10. Let's see what, what, what is in Matthew 22.10. Matthew 22. So the servants, okay, this is not a scripture I'm looking for. There's, there's another scripture, Matthew 10, 22, maybe one of them. You never know. It could be that. Yeah. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Hallelujah. So you see Jesus repeating, he that endures today, when you read the letters to the seven churches in Revelation, he keeps saying, and he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. And he that, it's almost as though the race is about endurance. The race is basically about endurance, making sure that you get to the end. And with this race, there's no use starting running very fast and not getting to the end you must cross the finish line i see you crossing the finish line you have to cross the finish line 
It doesn't matter how well you do during the race. This is the type of race. It doesn't matter whether you are a tortoise or you are a hare. A rabbit, an antelope, an elephant. No matter what animal you are. When the master comes, he must see you running. He must see you running. It, it, it doesn't even, it does, it's not even because you are far ahead. If you are far ahead and you stop running, you are out. You have to keep running. So may we receive the endurance of a camel. Yeah, a camel, that's why they use them to cross the desert. Because there's no water in the desert. When they drink the water once, they can go for days surviving. That's why we say the endurance of a camel, the tenacity of a mountain goat, the strength of a bear, the boldness of a lion. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. So may we become like camels that can run for days, years and never get tired. Yeah. May you be a desert warrior. Some of us are too much into city life. So when the life gets a little harsh, we are not able to survive. Yeah. Yeah. When the life gets a little harsh and a little rough. And I promise you, once it's the Christian life, it gets rough as we go on. It gets rough. It's not always rosy. When it gets rough, may you be able to survive. Hallelujah. So we started to look at developing your staying power. And we said, what is it that makes people backslide? So we looked at principal causes. And I said, the first cause of backsliding is shallowness. What makes people fall away is because they are shallow. Hallelujah. And we read from where? Matthew chapter 1. Matthew 8. Is that where we read from? Yeah, Matthew 8 verse 13. Bible, Jesus is explaining the parable of the sower. And he says that they which, they on the rock are they which, when they hear, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no roots, which believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. The reason why they fell away was because... They did not have roots. So when they were tempted. So they were okay before temptation. Without temptation they are fine. And a lot of people in the church. When they are not tested. They are okay. Until there's a test. And sometimes for some people. Many years there's no test. Many years. There's no test. Everything is fine. Everything in the church is nice. The pastor is nice. The church members are nice. The choir is nice. The ashes are nice. The film stars are nice. This is nice. That is nice. Until there's a test. Then they find another pastor who's not nice. Then boom. Gone. Gone. Yeah. Temptation comes. Sometimes it's, it, it, there's money. Till you suddenly find yourself unemployed. Then boom. Till COVID comes and you can't do the normal things you do anymore, then boom, gone. And the reason why people fall away in times of trial 
I was listening to Bishop Rizzo. He was saying, some marriages have not gone through certain things. So it looks nice. Until it goes through a temptation. Or it goes through a problem. And you don't have the capacity to survive. Yeah, you don't have the capacity to survive. Some marriages can't survive when there's no child. Yeah, pressure. Some marriages can't survive the loss of a child. Pressure. Do you get it? So, you must, whatever you believe in, you must deepen your roots. And I said, if you are in the church and you are in Christ, your roots must be deep. You must be deep into the word of God. And you must be guided by the word of God. Or else the day you are, you, the day you are challenged, the day, pressure is something coming against you, something coming against you and you have to resist it. Yeah. Number two, we said Emptiness. We talked about emptiness. 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 What is the scripture? First Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians 13.1 It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Can you imagine somebody who speaks with the tongues of men and angels? Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing. Speaks with the tongues of men. It's like when he talks very nice. Barack Obama type of talkings. Yes, we can. Yeah. When he talks, my God. Nice. Yeah. What's the name of the other guy? Donald Trump. I was watching a documentary um, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And I saw Bill, Bill Clinton. I mean, this MAGA, Make America Great Again. Bill Clinton has been using it long ago before James Bond came. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He started with that campaign. (laughs) You get it. So it's like, speak with, but he says, if I do all these things and I don't have love, I am as a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. Which means, other version says, I, I am an echoing brass. Now, you don't have echo. You only have echo when something is empty. Yeah, when something is empty. Like, if you, if you listen to our sound, it has taken a lot of work for it to sound like this without echo because the roof, the ceiling is very high. If it was lower, you think you are, in, you are on TBN. Yeah, but it's difficult. The roof is high. So, there is like more space. Do you see? When people are empty, which is they don't have the word of God in them, they don't have love in them. Those are the people who usually backslide. Because all they know is the pastor said. The pastor, you know, the other day the pastor said to me, the pastor was preaching there, he said, they can't even remember one scripture. They won't read the Bible, Titus 2.11. If you go home and you don't remember Titus 2.11, even, not even the verse, the, the words there, but that the scripture is in Titus 2.11 and 12. And Titus 2.11 is a common scripture. It's like John 3.16. I say it again. Titus 2.11 is like John 3.16. I think it's one of Spa's favorite scriptures. Yeah. 
Titus 2.11. You go, you won't remember. Like, what did they say? Uh, the jewel, the jewel, the jewel, the jewel. That's all. <laughs> the jewel, the jewel. Origins into four from a certain place. Yeah. That's all. And Chantel ran away. Why did Chantel run away? She ran away. Yeah, yeah, she ran. You can't remember the scripture and say, she remembered the scripture. So, she remembered the scripture and then she ran away. If Chantel is remembering the scripture, why are you not remembering the scripture? Yeah. Number three. What was the third one? Last. I read the scripture. It said, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. And I said, anything that you love, you will gravitate towards it. Anything that you love, you move towards it. Anything that you love, you move towards it. So, if you have love for the wrong thing, love for the wrong person, you will gravitate towards it. And you will move away from God. Yeah. Love for shoes. You will trade God or you will trade your Christian life for shoes. Yeah. Love for men. You will trade your Christian life for men. Love for women. Yellow bones. You will trade your faith for yellow bones. Yeah. You will trade your faith. The angels, if you read Genesis chapter 5, Bible says the sons of God, they looked down from heaven and they saw that the daughters of men were beautiful. And they came all the way. Can you imagine somebody living heaven? Heaven that we are using all our life trying to get there. And then some people are already there and they trade it. So the Bible says, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. For he that loveth the world, the love of the Father is not in. One of the things you should never love is the world. The way the world behaves, the way the world is. If you see, a lot of people who backslide are usually worldly. 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 Yeah, if you want to meet the world standards, everybody's wearing this. And when you come to the church, you see a group. The Sunday when I preach about when Jesus said, You are like the Gentiles. You see the church, you can't tell the difference between the Christians and the unbelievers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't look for Christians on Sundays. Sundays? No, 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 no. Sundays, oh, everybody pretends and then they come and sit in church. And now it's worse because you put on a mask so you don't see who's there. Yeah, everybody pretends. Look for them on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays as well as Friday, Friday nights and Saturdays. Yeah, now that the taverns are open, look for them on Friday nights. That's when you will see them. And when you see them, you can't recognize them. I'm telling you, you can't recognize them. When you see, say you, is that you? Say, no, it's not me. Yeah. Yeah, you look, I say, is that you now? I say, no, it's not me now. Yeah. You now? No, no, not me now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you'll be shocked. Hallelujah. Look, one day, I was driving and I saw a church member and I put the church member in my car. Yeah, I arrested the church member. Yeah. <laughs> I arrested the church member and I put the church member in my car. Look, the church member, I don't, I, I don't know as I, whether the church member could recognize me or not. I'm telling you. High like a high school, I'm telling you. <laughs> could he be? It's amazing. So, these are the first three causes we have, we have talked about. So, kill yourself of every type of shallowness. Kill yourself of every type of emptiness. Kill yourself of every type of lust that is not a love for God. Wrongful and uncontrollable desire for something. Last week, I told you those beautiful stories of the brother who was trying to buy the car in the night. Be moving his hand. Yeah. There was another one, but I don't want to say it today. It's not a good day to say it. Yeah. Anyway, let's go. Number four, number four. <laughs> number four, where is number four? Symptoms. Okay. Oh, no, not symptoms. Causes. Causes. Which one do you want? Okay, let's look. We've looked at last. After last is what? Bitterness. 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 Yes, it's me. I know you can see me, but bitterness. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 15. It says, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Yeah, it says, be careful, work hard. Diligence means hard work. Work hard unless any man or work hard so that no, nobody fails of the grace of God or backslides from the grace of God. Then he explains, says, lest, what, are you, what should you be looking out for? He says, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, thereby many be defiled. One of the things you should watch out against is bitterness. Let me read from the book. Bishop has a nice explanation. He says, many people who walk out of church are offended Christians who became bitter. They were probably genuinely offended, but their wounds never healed. Offense is different from bitterness. Offense is when something is done against you or something that you don't like happens. That's offense. Now, when it's an offense, it's not dangerous. But what do you do with an offense? You deal with it and make sure it gets healed. You deal with it and make sure it gets healed. He says, some of these people, they have been genuinely offended. One of the things that people can, some Christians cannot handle is when they have been genuinely offended. There are two, two types of offense. There's one that is idiopathic. It's like nothing happened. Or misconception. I mean, you do, of course, with my experience as a pastor, and I've been doing this thing almost 20 years. Do you see it? I've seen people get offended at nothing. Yeah. 
a classic story come to mind. One day I was standing at church when a lady, I mean a lady came in. And as she was coming in, there was another lady at the entrance, this type of airport stars. At those days, we didn't call them airport stars. We called them Aquaba. You remember Aquaba? Yeah. And she made a comment about the lady's dress. And the lady was not happy. Then she was bored that the lady was not happy. Anger. Anger. That the lady that she had made a comment about was not happy. Do you get it? And she was complaining. I said, ah, Sissy, what is the problem? She said, her argument was that, oh, it was just a joke. And I said, look, not everybody who makes a joke is funny. <laughs> to make a joke is a skill. I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It's a skill. Do you get That's why somebody makes a living out of it. This is a skill. It's not, it's not, it's not, two people can say the same joke. One will be funny, one will not be funny. Do you get it? Because, I mean, and, 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 and the way you say it, crowd, doesn't make it funny. It takes the, I mean, I know some people, before they say it, they will laugh. And when they finish laughing, the laughter is finished out of the joke. So even when they, they say the joke, you want to laugh, but you look everywhere, you can't get any laughter from anywhere to laugh. Do you get it? Uh-huh. That's, 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 it's different. You, and currently, I'm not making a joke. I'm telling you something. That, that's the point I'm trying to prove to you. I'm, I'm, I'm not coming to the story. I've not even made a joke yet. I'm just explaining the story to you. So to make a joke is a skill. If you don't have the skill, you make a joke at your boss, they can sack you. Yeah, they can sack you. Yeah, some of the things I can say at places, when other people say they will lose their jobs. Yeah, one day I said something, Bishop Saki called me and said, did you really say that? I mean, I was in another country, I was in an East. Did you really say that? I said, he said I said that. I don't know if I said that. <laughs> it's a skill. If you don't have the skill, you can't. So you have said something about the lady's dress and she was angry. And then this lady I'm talking about, she was angry that we couldn't see that it was a joke. And I'm saying, it's not that we don't see that it's a joke, but don't be, the point is, the person you made the joke to did not see the funny. And she was angry. So there are people like that who are in the church, they are angry at, sometimes they are angry at their grandmother at home. When they come, they see somebody in the church, reminds them of their grandmother, then boom, they, they, they transport it's like anger transplant. They transport it from home to the church. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes they're having menstrual problems. Then they come and put their anger on the pastor. Yeah, I've preached somewhere. Somebody had a toothache. And my, the thing was, I made the church laugh so much that their tooth was aching. So that was the problem. You, you get it? Then there are some people who are genuinely offended. It was your birthday, we forgot. Your grandmother died, we didn't come. Although you didn't tell us. But we didn't come. Then, too many things. Your wedding. One of the things I've learned is when it gets to people's wedding, you have to be very careful. Weddings, funerals, birthdays, children's 
bear the children's issues. Look, don't be in a hurry to say anything about anybody's child. Though. You'll be surprised. One of the, the parents are blind to their children's mistakes. And I'm a parent. They are blind to their children's mistakes. Yeah, so if you say anything now, you hear Pilar shouting. Oh, Pilar, why are you shouting? The mother will tell you she, he was, he'd never shout. Have you ever heard Pilar? Pilar never shouts. He doesn't cry. Meanwhile, I call them sometimes and Pilar is crying. And they'll say, keep quiet. I say, hey. Now the same Pilar, I, they say he doesn't cry. It was justice who was crying. Yeah. Do, do you get it? So, here Bishop is saying that sometimes some people are genuinely offended. But when you are genuinely offended, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't get help and get well. Yeah, it doesn't mean that. You have to get well or else it will degenerate into something else. It will become something else. Sometimes some people also just enjoy the party. Which, which we call the pity party. They enjoy the fact that everybody like, oh, what happened? Sorry, okay. Oh, what happened? Sorry, okay. Oh, what happened? Sorry, okay. Everybody in the church has to tell you sorry 66 times. It. Yeah. 66 times. Yeah. 66 times. Now, at the end of some, the people who can't count, when they get to 58, they think they are rich 66. Yeah. Now, when you leave the offense there and it degenerates into bitterness, that's what the Bible is saying that when it springs out, it defiles many. It troubles many. It defiles many. Many people have left the church out of bitterness. Something happened. They didn't let it resolve. Boom. Pastor was preaching the other day. He came too close. Boom. Pastor was preaching the other day. He said this. Boom. Genuinely offended, yes. But get well. Get well. If you don't get well, it will, it will, it will defile the whole body. By the time you read, your whole heart is corrupted. You see, you can't receive anymore. Many people are backslidden. That's it. Bitterness. Just kick them off. Kick them off. Sometimes when people, when people come from another church, you can hear the bitterness that they are bringing from that other place. We are going to follow offenses. I mean, everybody in the church has been offended before. I, as the pastor of the church, I've been offended before. And I'm not talking about the church in the days of Noah. I'm talking about here. Where Christ is the hope. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not ancient. I mean, the church. Do you know the number of people who have blessed their weddings? The guy was not planning to marry you. He was okay with the fat and set. Yeah, the Boko Haram case. He was okay living with you like that and everything. Not planning to marry you. Then I have a sit down with him. Encourage him to marry. And he decides, let me do the honorable thing. And then he marries. Now you have become Mrs. Golden Sticks. You say, let's leave the church. Yeah, let's leave the church. I can count them like that. Count them. I'm talking about the New Testament church, not the Old Testament church. 
New Testament. Count them. Now you are wearing a ring. Yeah. Different ones. I, 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 look, I've had people use me to get married. They, they use me to get, they just appear, smile nice, blah, 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 then know that the church, somebody even said that, oh, your church, you like marrying, so when I'm ready to marry, I'll, me and the girl will come to the church. Because as soon as we come, no, you marry us. Yeah, if I was following that, by now I should have stopped the church a long time. Stop doing weddings. When you say you are beloved, I say, oh, okay. Very good. Keep beloved in. So we want to marry, so good luck. Go well. Yeah, I'm bagatle. Yeah. I would have stopped a long time ago. But hey, you may have three, four bad experiences. But maybe your blessed experience is the, is the fifth one. That's the one. The fifth one is the golden one that is coming that will not disappoint you. Yeah. He said, do it again. That, that's the work of a pastor. Do it again. And again. And again. And again. You lose this one. That's how come Bishop has, We have had so many pastors who have rebelled and misbehaved. No, no, no. So many. But why do you think Bishop still has so many pastors? Because he keeps trying. Believing again. Let's believe again. Let's believe again. Let's believe again. Let's believe again. Yeah, Jimmy disappointed us. But let's believe again. John disappointed us. But let's believe again. Believe again. Believe again. Many marriages start love. Beautiful. You see them. I mean, you see them celebrating love. But when issues start happening in the marriage and they are not dealt with, they just stay and they start to form there. Then they become bitterness. At the end, what breaks the marriage? Sometimes it's just an egg. The, what was the oh she took the last egg I was I've had a problem before when the, the wife was complaining that husband has drunk her juice no I'm talking about a true story and like I said today I'm not talking about the old testament church I'm talking about the new testament church Matthew Mark Luke and John that's what I'm talking about the husband I, he knows that I put the juice there and he drank it Look, today is Tuesday. If I want to tell you a fairy tale, I'll organize you on Friday and tell you. They said the husband had drunk the juice. Juice. Every juice in my house is for me. I say it again. Every juice in my house is for me. Every juice in my house is for me. Just as every juice in my house it's for my wife. There's no juice. This one is written Daniel Harley. And this one is written, uh, what's your name again? Della Harley. And you see, if you went a DH, DH, no difference. Because three people in my house go by the name, the initials DH. Yeah. And the other one is SDH. <laughs> yeah. This is for me. This is a, I said, look, Pastor Zos. 
you are doing marriage counseling. <laughs> you and Pastor. I said, they said their husband had drank. She said, if I say this, like both of them said, she said she was angry. They had been fighting for days, not talking to each other. What was the problem? When she woke up, he had drunk the juice. Her, no, he, not the juice, her juice. Hey! Juice! What juice? Is it like you took the, the watermelon and you squeezed it out like fresh? What, what juice? This juice we buy here can run. So, so, I, I, so I jokingly, I, did he drink the full bottle of half of it? <laughs> yeah. They took the fruit from the Garden of Eden. That's why. Yeah. Juice. See, bit the, at the end, you, you see a marriage falling apart because of juice. And you will say, oh, but how expensive is that? The problem is not the Jews. There have been issues that people have kept and have not forgiven, have not overcome, and it has turned into bitterness, and it has now defiled the whole body. So you see people, when you go to divorce course, you see them fighting, you can't believe that they were once upon a time in love. You can't believe that they were in love on UK's attend campus. You can't believe no, I'm believable. Yeah. See them fight. Sometimes they look, they fight. They say, oh, I want this. Sometimes they say, I want this. Then they are fighting over, over, over furniture. Furniture. Yeah, they say, I bought the clock. So, oh no, we bought it together. Okay, take from 12 o'clock to 6 o'clock. I also take this side to this side. Hey! During the day, you see the time. Then in the night, I also see the time. Look, fight! And look, when you are getting divorced and you go to the lawyers, you do know why the lawyers drag it and say, they get a lot of money from it. It would have even been better you just sat at home and you shared the things yourself. Yeah, say, oh, take this, I'll take this, take this, I'll take this, take this. But they all know, but still, they wanted to pain you. Next one. The church is too quiet. Next one. I'm sure they are quiet at home as well. The next course. I want to finish the courses today so we can go to the symptoms. Sinfulness. Sinful. Now, before I go to sinfulness, always remember anytime bitterness is in you, your judgment is clouded. Yeah, your judgment is clouded. You can't see things well. No matter what anybody explains to you, you can't understand. Because the bitterness is controlling you and ruling you and directing you. So you can't see things well. No. Everything, no. You will not agree. You will not yield. You will not bow. You will not accept. You will be surprised. When you come to your senses, you begin to, "Ah, why? But the bitter, so you have anything that has offended you. Look, how many of you have been offended in the church before? Give me a wave. Since you came to the church, since you came to the church, something offended you. Something, yeah. I mean, these people, they are angels. They, nothing has offended them so far. But it's just a matter of time. We give them some seven weeks. They will get their portion. I mean, all of us, something. Oh, you want to tell your story? I don't want to tell it. I don't want to tell it. One day, a certain brother was interested in a certain sister. And he had a friend. 
and the friend was the go-between. What we call the betweener. Yeah, the connection maker. So, he will buy chocolates for the guy and give it to the guy to go and give to the girl. Then the girl, the guy will go and chop the chocolate with the girl. Well, the guy knows from day one that the girl will not flow. The, the go-between. He knows that the girl will not flow. But he will always be collecting the chocolate. Collecting yogurt. Or collecting ultra meal. Collecting biscuit and chopping. We were there when we saw the guy growing fat. <laughs> From the other guy's money. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 In the church. Saint sinfulness. Proverbs 1 verse 10. Bible says, my son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Yeah, this is a very simple scripture. We learned it many years ago, 1996. We learned it in church. My son, I remember the guy who taught us. My son. If sinners entice thee, consent thou not. We said it about 100 times. From that day up to today, I cannot forget it. Yeah. If sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Now, let me read under. Many of the Christians who walk out of church and backslide have often been living in sin. Although they were in the church, some of them used to commit fornication, adultery, stealing, and other sins. These are the church members who easily become annoyed with their pastors preaching about their evil lives. Yeah. They do not want certain portions of the scripture to be referred to. They feel uncomfortable when certain subjects are preached in the church. If you preach about fornication in the church, you set the church on fire. Yeah, because it's like it makes them, it, it makes them feel uncomfortable. It's like they are being exposed. Or their subject is being talked about. So the pastor should want one brother in the book. Bishop talks about one brother. He said one brother, he went to a church. He, came, he said he won't go to the church again. He had been going there for some time. He said he won't go there again. A married man said he won't go again. Then the other person asked the pastor, if it, what happened? So the pastor, if he's preaching, he should just concentrate on his preaching and preach. What is all this fornication, fornication he's talking about? And do you know the reason why? He had a girlfriend in the office. Always talking about fornication. Always is fornication the only thing in the Bible. Hey. Is fornication the only thing in the Bible? It's always this church. When you go, they are always talking about fornication. Every day they are saying don't fornicate. Every day they are saying don't fornicate. A lot of people are living in sin. And sin is rebellion against God. So when the people are living in sin, before long they will just jump out. Because the church is not a place for sin. Like we read in Titus 1.12. We said, denying worldliness, ungodliness, and fleeing fornication. 
That is what the grace of God is for. So when you come and say, we, we, you, they want to live in sin, you, you, can, you won't be comfortable in the church. After a while, every day they are talking about drinking. Every day they are talking about drinking. Every day. Stop the drinking and let's all be free. Perhaps if you stop, they will stop talking about it. Because when we talk about telling lies, you don't feel anything. But when we talk about drinking, every day they are talking about drinking. The, the other day I talked about, um, I, I don't know, what did I, I talked about abuse. It was a Sunday. Look, I could see the faces changing from, if they were blue, changing to green or red. Boom, like that. Boom. Yeah, I could see. It's like, I had to stop because I didn't want anybody to explode. Because can you imagine intestines, somebody's liver is flying here. I mean, it won't be nice. Yeah. And, we, and, and none of you is a doctor. Because a person is a carpenter, not a doctor. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, so sin, when people are living in sin, they can't really run with the Lord. After a while, they, they go off. Number next one. This is the last one I want to talk about. I think I want to talk about this one. Foolishness. Foolishness. Perhaps I should have started from here. Foolishness. Proverbs 28, 26. The Bible says, he that trusted his own heart is a fool. That's it. He that trusted his own heart is a fool. Many Christians do foolish things. They venture into places only fools would dare. They are, there are some situations and some people who will who will lead you into trouble. Some young and married Christians, Christian couples caught disaster when they engage in certain things. Sometimes during courtship, that is beloved dozing, some Christians can be found in unhealthy situations after midnight. Then when they become pregnant before the wedding, you get surprised that they fell into sin. Why should you be surprised? Sometimes the cost, the cost, what leads to problems is just foolishness. Some people, some people trust themselves too much. Yeah, trust themselves too much. One day I was, I was traveling with a pastor who were chatting. He told me about his prison worship leader. I said, oh, she's living with another guy in the church. So they are living there. Then I said, they are living there where? So at the, at the, at the flat. You know, she has a two-bedroom place. So to save costs. And that's what happens in Joburg. Never be enticed about this Joburg life. They can't afford all the things that they have. So you see them driving wild cars 
they live one room, then they've rented the other room to a total stranger. So every day, a total stranger is in the house. A girl, you go and bath, then you hang your underwear there. Then the brother comes to hang his boxer shorts on it with you in the place. You don't know him from anywhere. So he told me that this guy has rented. I said, oh. Then it's finished. He said, oh, how can you think that? And this, and this, pastor, this pastor is a very kind-hearted pastor. I mean, when you look for, I've, I've met two people like that. So they are so kind that they can't believe. They can't believe that. Even one day, I was walking down, I was driving with my wife somewhere here, and we saw a sister coming out of a brother's house, or a brother coming out of whoever was coming out. Early in the morning, this type of, we come to church, the meetings come 6 a.m., coming to pray, they are coming out. 6 a.m., what were they doing? <laughs> they were waiting on the Lord. And I remember I told one, one lady pastor, when I told her, oh, no. I said, oh. I almost said something that is like, the, the only way I can say it is to say it in tree. So I'll say it to James when he translates it for me. I'll come in. It says, you are a child. That's why when you see the eye of a crab, you think it's a stick. You think it's a matchstick. Yeah. Yeah, when you see the eye, you see the, the, the crab, it has an eye that does this. You think it's, it's because you are a child. That's why you think it's, it's 6 a.m. What were they doing? Wake now, oh, please. But a lot of Christians do foolish things. You have gone to visit this brother at UKZN in his room. One brother, he told me when he was on campus, once you enter his room, that's it. That's the punisher. You can come everywhere, but once you, when you, when he opens the door and you enter, that's it. Once he admits you into the room, that's it. That's it. Then you two, Christian sister, then you are singing. What, what was it? Lion of Judah, you are holy. Lion of Judah. Then you enter the room. That's it. You are down for. Christian sister, you are having a converse, a chat with another brother about, once you are having a chat and sex comes up, it means that he's trying to get there. That's, that's your pointer. So the Bible says, flee. First Corinthians 6.18 says, flee. Why is he not talking about football with you? Hello? Why is he not discussing soccer with you? Is he not talking about soccer with you? Why is he not telling you that Barcelona ate too much? Lord have mercy. Why is he not talking to you about that? Why is he not talking to you about wrestling? WW Raw. When we were young, they taught us if you are with a, a, a like when you see a girl and a boy, or a girl and a boy, you are moving together, and he hates you, and you hate him, game over. Like, Pastor Zos, it's like, he hates you, then you are please also hate me. Aha, uh-huh, that's it. 
Because once he hits your ear, please hit my ear. Then he hits your ear, please hit my ear. Where else? But you, you find Christians, Christians. You see, you, <laughs> you find Christians so naive and so foolish. You have a problem with drinking and you are still moving around with drunkard friends. How are you going to stop? I mean, your main problem was drinking you know, before you became born again. Now you are still moving around with your drunkard friends every day. You say we are hanging out. You are hanging what out? What are you hanging out? Then when you wake up drunk, you are surprised. Hey, what happened? What happened? They drank me. Then you start, you start blaming them. They drank me. They drank you how? No, some people are not wise. Yeah. You say you are at the office. So let's go for lunch. Let's go. A married man is taking you for lunch. Let's go for lunch. Let's go for lunch. Where do you think the lunch is going? Where? Who is paying for the lunch? Hey. There's nothing like a free lunch. You have eaten the lunch. Somebody's got to pay. Yeah, you pay in cash or pay in kind. But you see Christian brothers or Christian sisters, you are just following. I mean, you have seen a Christian sister. Anytime you see her, your heart begins to beat faster. Then she invites you to her place. Then you have also gone. To do what? It's amazing. Look, one day, a brother and a sister, they said they were fasting. They were going through a 21-day fast. Spiritual fast. And they were praying in the brother's house. Like, so first week, they fasted and prayed powerfully. Week two, powerfully. Then week three. The fasting got spot in week three. Because when you are hungry, look, you don't see things well. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But many Christians are like that. It says, flee fornication. Don't not discuss. No, 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 no. It's like, oh, you know, don't do that, okay? You see, pastor doesn't like that. You see, if you do that, then when we go to church, pastor will be preaching about fornication. Then I'll be feeling uncomfortable. Please don't do that. Don't, look. Flee. Flee. You see, it's not that old because I'm very beautiful. So a lot of brothers, a lot of brothers always want to come to me. That's why you see I'm very it's because I'm very it's not true. It's not true, it's not true. A lot of people eat pap. It doesn't mean pap is expensive. It's because it's cheap. No matter how broke you are, you can buy pap. The pap I bought, I bought one pack for since lockdown. About half of it is still there. Just one pack since lockdown. Six months has passed. I'm sure by now Christ has expired. <laughs> and when it expires, it becomes incomodity, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, once you put water, you stay on incomodity. African beer. Yeah. Six months old. 
in, in, in economics, we call it giving goods. Giving goods. There's always demand for it. Whether the price goes down, goes out, everybody can afford it. You can't change the price by increasing demand or reducing demand. You can't change it by increasing supply. If you supply more, still the price will be cheap. If you, if you bring a shortage, it will still be cheap. Still, giving goods, go and find it. <laughs> so you have made yourself into a you, you because people are coming. So demand has increased. So it means I'm expensive. It's not true. It's a giving good. It's a giving good. Foolishness. A lot of people do things that don't make sense. Sometimes you are at a place, you are doing very well. They say, I'm relocating. I'm relocating. And you relocate to a place, no church, nothing. By the time we hear your cry, you are backslidden. Yeah, you are backslidden. Sometimes even people relocate. And you tell them, when you get the first thing you should do is to go to church. Oh, I'm, let me settle. Let me settle. Let me do this. They never, when I was going to London, Bishop told me, when you get to London, go straight to Bishop Richard. I said, eh. So when, when, I, when you are arriving at the place, they let you fill a form that shows where you are going to. I wrote my address. The church address was my address. I wrote the church. That's my address. And I went from Heathrow Airport straight to church. I said, Bishop Richard, I am the one. So ah, you are welcome. <laughs> no, even that was before Cardin Road. That's old Kent Road. Yeah, like that. I said, I've come. So yeah, then he started to give me rules. I said, ah, you don't know me from anywhere. It's your first time of seeing me. <laughs> I, I, I just introduced myself. I said, I have arrived. He started to give me rule number one, rule number two, rule number three, rule number, like, I was saying in my head, when you don't know me from anywhere, but those are the rules that guided me as I was there. Yeah, those are the rules. As soon as, you, as soon as you land, call this person. Oh, let me settle. By the time you realize they are backsliding, and many Christians go on that road, unfortunately. Many. Let me read something from, from the, the book. There are some ladies who, whose speciality is to wine and dine with married men. And their excuse is that they work with those men. Oh, it's just a business lunch, they say. But I tell you, they are playing with fire. I have seen Christian brothers and sisters live together in the same flat. Look, boys sleep in boys' room and girls sleep in girls' room. Look, I knew a brother. You God, God forgive. I knew a brother. Maybe it means I should bring the message to her. This is my last story. Thank you, sir. I knew a brother. I don't know if I should tell this story. I mean, he said he was left and right. I don't know if you, if you, if you understand it. Yeah. So you see him batting with the sisters. I mean, it's a double-sided tape. Do, do, do you understand? You see a double side, it can stick here, it can see here. Then it's, oh. 
see him bathing with their sisters. Lying in their bed with their sisters. Look, even when we go for camps, he wants to be put in their sisters' rooms. Look, he knocked all of them one by one. Like when they say an engine has knocked the head. Uh He knocked like a piston. One by one. One by one. Because if we are are bathing, what do you think will happen? There's something here I want to say, but because I'm on air, I I can't say it. I can't say it. I mean, he knocked all of them. You wonder what is happening there. Then you see sisters coming, they are crying. And he has broken my heart. I say, ah, when did he break your heart? When did he get your heart to break? Oh, you know, we did, then they, they start telling you a long story. So, don't worry. You have the same story. This person also has it. You see this other one? She's the next person to have the same story. Just wait and see. You have seen a house. They are written, beware of dogs. Then you are in the house. You are playing. Okay. Okay. There's a saying, there's a great Hebrew saying that says that if a dog doesn't want to bite you, it won't grin its teeth at you. I say it again. If a dog doesn't want to bite you, it won't grin its teeth. It will bite you. You'll be there, be telling her that it's smiling. It will bite you. And many Christians just sit down and by the time they realize they have been bitten. Yeah. Tell me that a dog doesn't bite. A dog, what does he use? So how does he eat? Chideke. <laughs> yeah. So from today, let's all be wise. Bible says be wise and be circumspect. Redeeming the time for the days are evil. Redeem the time because we are in evil days. Always have to be clever. You always, no man can take hot coal into his bosom and not be bent. You are holding hot coal in your bosom. Are you a magician? I saw a video recently of a Sangoma doing some charm with some fire. Then as he did, then he hit the fire. Then the fire, the, the, the fire poured on him. Then he jumped. Then he said, Jesus! <laughs> he jumped and he said, Jesus. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You want to take hot coal. Look, fire doesn't discriminate. Oh. No, no, no. Fire. No, it will burn you now. You'll be surprised. He said, he jumped, he jumped at the face, said, Jesus. Yeah, let me tell you this last story. I think this video, I even put it on one of our platforms. This Sangoma was casting spell and he met a, 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 a military man. I said, he met a military man and he was casting his spell. Then the military man slapped him and he spun like that. When he finished, he went to his booth and he took a Bible. He started to, Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way. (laughs) Jesus is the only way. So you want to take fire. ah. My time is up. You see, you say we are doing small beloved dozing. Then he has taken you into his room. So spend the night. 
spend the night to do what? Even in the day, it's dangerous. How much more spend the night when men are asleep? When everybody's asleep, spend the night. When it is cold. It's time to run away. No, you see, when we do our beloved counseling, and we say, don't do this, don't. Many people say, oh, this is a Ghana something. It's a Ghana, Ghana culture. That's why there are a lot of picking abolos moving around with our parents. Yes, oh, say, this is for Ghana. It's, it's for God. That's why everybody has it. Anybody you see has one child here, one child here. Even today, I saw a picture of somebody with three children. I saw, I look at the faces of all the children. I said, they all don't look alike. They don't look alike. They don't. They just wonder. If you see my children, they look like each other. Don't look alike. Yeah, it means that. I mean, they are from different sources. Yeah. Mm, I saw third choice biscuits. Yeah. I mean, look, let's, one brother, he asked me, what should I do to avoid these problems? I said, well, don't visit your beloved in, in her room again. When you say something like this, they look at you. Hey. No, no problem. Continue looking at me because when it comes, we will see. I said, don't, be, don't visit her in her room again. Sit on the university campus. Sit, sit on the bench where everybody can see you. That there, yeah. All your visitation should be there. Library. Let's go to the library. Then you go. We are all in the library. We are all studying. Let's sit on the bench on the, on the, on the campus. That's it. But room, no. Because you are allergic to room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have entered the room. There's a, there's a bed and then there's, there's, there's one chair. When you sit on the chair, he, say, he says, oh, please come and sit on the bed. The bed, the chair is not for me. The chair is for my neighbor. So please come and sit on the bed. Yeah, I have a back. That your back will hurt, so come and relax here. Where do you think it's going? Brother, say amen. Amen. That's it, it's finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, sit, have a reputation on campus as somebody. The, the people should say, hey, this guy, they like sitting outside, though. That's, that's it, that's the only way you survive. That's the only way you survive. But when you tell people, ah, what are you saying? Oh, 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 you leave them like that. After a while, we'll see the evidence. But from today, may you be a wise person. One of the things you should use your wisdom for is even who you company with. I finish with this one. Who you company with? I said, who you company with? Who you, and I'm not talking about Outside the church, in the church, who you company with? Who you have to use wisdom? Who you company with? I mean, not everybody in the church can be your close friend. I mean, hey, my pastor, the Bible says we should walk in love. You can walk in love from a distance. Yeah, we are walking in love, but from a distance. 
everybody is a, you are company with the person. It's like we are close bodies. No, you can see the person's thinking. Your thinking is different. What you even like? And I'm not even talking about anything evil. You want to do ministry work. You are working with somebody who just wants to do secular. Work. I mean, too heavily excited about their secular direction. Meanwhile, you want to go all out for God. Before long, they will kill your zeal. Before long, they will kill your zeal. Your zeal, you, they'll kill your zeal. You will not even be interested in them ministry again. You now become a computer something or an accountant or something. Meanwhile, you would have been an accountant and been in the ministry at the same time because of your zeal. But now, all your concentrations, because they are, what, what they are even happy about, it kills your zeal. So that you have to have a thermometer. That's why we have a temperature. Check this temperature for ministry. Very high. I like this one. Temperature for ministry. Stone cold. You avoid stone cold Steve Austin. Avoid them. It's not good for you. It's not, you are doing exams. You want to pass. Then you are going to join yourself with some. Sometimes even the way to you. So what course do you want to do in the university? So cooking and eating. Okay, thank you. What course do you want? I want to do law. You too, you want to do law or you want to do something good in it, you join yourself this way. Ambition is very high. It will drive you. But you are going to join yourself with this guy. It's not even, he said, I want to take a gap year. Gap year means I want to fail and rewrite again. Yeah. It's not serious about the school that they are in. They are not even, they are not interested. Then you have gone to you have gone to you have gone to join us like this is your best buddies they don't study they always cause problems in class then you want to join yourself with it it's a recipe for disaster yeah recipe for disaster the same way in your christian work you have to company with the right bible says evil communication evil company corrupts good man good manners or good morals corrupts good morals if you're a wife you move with people who Wives who submit themselves to their husbands move with this proud wife, everything they want to ask why. Their favorite question is why. Before long, you also become like that. You follow you, you because you begin to feel ah, ah, my husband is bullying me. That's what you begin to feel. You begin to feel ah, why? Hey, I am in uh, my slave, I am in slavery. I'm a this, I'm a that. By the time you realize you have turned into an, an angry, rebellious wife. Yeah, you have brought a husband with your wife and everything. Now you have made friends with husbands who are cheating on their wives. Before long, you also start cheating on your wife. But you, be, you begin to find it fancy. Oh yeah, this guy is having, I mean, he's having two for the price of one. So before long, you are also looking for an addition. Buy one, get one free. Yeah. Be careful who you company with. Company with the right person is wisdom. I am where I am because of the people I've accompanied with. Yeah, all my roommates from school, they are all in the ministry. Apart from that Rastafarian who I was in room with first year. Mm, I and I. I and I. <laughs> no, but he, I didn't choose him as my roommate. I went to meet him in the room. Yeah. The high I am I go liberate Zimbabwe. Africa will liberate Zimbabwe. Hey, Oi. only him. <laughs> the rest of my roommates, they are all in the ministry because of the people I companied with. 
I remember when I first joined the church, I had some friends. They were my friends. We were all in the place together. But after a while, I had to separate myself from them because I could see they don't want to go to school. That's the, that was the first thing that started to bring the separation because we had just finished matric. The next thing is to go to university. They don't want to. Somebody wants to go to Germany. Somebody wants to go and work at the harbor. Somebody wants to do this, uh, almost become like a pickpocket type of something. This friendship, it won't work. Then I reorganized myself. Then the next thing was ministry ambitions. And it was very simple. I mean, one day I was sitting and my wife said that, oh, on, on, on Tuesdays, let's go to the headquarters. Because we used to have weekday service, I think on Thursdays. Thursday or Wednesday, one of them. So my wife just suggested that, oh, Tuesday evening, since we are not having church, let's start going to the headquarters. She was just my friend. Let's start going to the headquarters. I said, oh, it's a good idea. Let's go. Then we started to go to the headquarters. Tuesday. When we go, we just find our pastor and then the senior members of our... I, I think that's when Bishop started to take notice of us. Because, oh, those two children who come from... That man, because we're, I mean, we were tiny. I was, I was tall but slim, so slim and then small. <laughs> so they just come, then they come and sit down there. It started to make a clear difference, to the point where now the people at our branch they started to see us as we would think you think you are clever and eh? you think you are good there, eh? just because we used to go to Kolegono, on instead of sitting at home and watching wrestling. We go to Kolegono for weekday service. Then it even became worse when we have programs at Kolegono. And then we all go to Kolegono as a church. Do you see? Then now people from the headquarters, they know us. And we have friends in you. We are with you all the time. We see you on Sunday. We see you on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday. If we have gone for a program at the headquarters and we have seen people we don't see all the time. And we are chatting, then they are bored. And when we get to the headquarters, you pretend like you don't know her. Then the gap was there. No wonder after that first group of people who Bishop sent to go and start the church, my wife and I were the first pastors of the church. Yeah. We just chose those we company with. That's all. Small boy pastor, I came back, just teach the same people. I come and teach them in the church. Say, so, uh-huh, next time, when they say go to Kolegono, you can go. Stand to your feet, let's bring the service to a close. Oh God, lift your hands, let's pray. Today we've had a long service. Lift your hands, just pray for yourself. Ask God to deliver you from unwise choices. Unwise choices, foolishness. Deliver us. Deliver us, Lord. Deliver us. Deliver us from sin. Deliver us from sin, Lord. In the name of Jesus, deliver. Help us. Every challenge that you have, pray that God will give you the strength. The strength to break out. The strength to break out the strength to break out the grace to get out of it the strength to break out the grace to get out of it in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus help us Lord 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 help me to get out of sin Help me out of foolishness in the name of Jesus. Help me make the right choices. The right choices. The right choices in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Kemose Palola Pendoloboske Kento Baloka Limato Sikolaba Le Paloba Sentolobositale Le Palocos Kemalola Pendolobosetontale Lecola 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 Le Pando Caliba Help us Lord Help us Lord Help us Lord Help us O God Help us O God Help us O God Help us Deliver us Deliver us Deliver us from foolishness, from wrong company, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that our love will not wax cold. Deliver us from bitter. Heal us. Lift your hands and receive healing from every offense and every bitterness. Anything that has troubled your spirit, your heart, receive healing from it now in the name of Jesus. Receive the power to let it go right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Le palokosi pakayela, maloma setolibasi. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you that by the entrance of your word, understanding has come to the simple. I pray, deliver us from sin deliver us from wickedness let us live a good life before you oh god anything that has hurt us that is defiling us set us free of it lord in the name of jesus set us free lord of it right now in the mighty name of jesus we give you praise lord we give you glory in jesus mighty name and everybody said amen. Oh, say a nicer amen. amen. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus. For dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. Hallelujah. May every foolish decision be corrected from today. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.